You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on episode 73 of the Blended Family Podcast. I know I've been telling you for a while now to join me over on Periscope, where you can watch a live feed of us, and I keep promising we're going to do it, and we still haven't done one yet, as so many other things keep getting in the way. But I promise soon we will put one out, and it will be both Sean and myself. So go ahead and follow us on there. That way, when we do finally do it, you will get notified right away. I feel like if I keep telling you it's coming, it will hold me accountable. The wedding is getting closer, and I'm just really overwhelmed with both my full-time job and the wedding planning and, of course, this podcast. So I'm very sorry for promising and not following through, but soon, I promise, soon. Today's topic is perspective of a child in a blended family. If you remember, back in September, I did a whole month of perspective. We broke it down into perspective of bio mom, stepmom, bio dad, and stepdad. But we never covered the perspective of a child, so I thought it might be a good idea to cover that today. I think lots of times we kind of overlook the feelings of our children because we're so focused on our own feelings and our own problems. And realistically, the kids just kind of have to go along with what their parents do, and they really don't have much of a say in what happens when it comes to divorce and starting a new family. That's kind of the way it has to be, because we can't really consult our children when it comes to adult issues. We just have to do what we think is best for our family. So this show isn't about that. I'm not going to say that we need to always defer to our kids for our decisions. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that they do have feelings about what's happening in their family, and sometimes their view of things is way different than ours. And I also want to point out that lots of times after a divorce, we may notice some behavioral issues with our children, and some of them could be stemming from what we're going to talk about today, different thought patterns not understanding what's really going on, things like that. Lots of times, things aren't fully explained to children, sometimes because they're too young to understand, and other times because we think they're too young, or we think that they just won't understand. There are lots of times where it is best not to disclose certain things, but there should still be conversations, or maybe revisit it later down the road when you think they are more ready. If you keep them completely in the dark, what happens is that they form their own opinion about what happened, or they make up their own story about it, which is often completely wrong. So let's get into some of the things that kids think about when they're a product of divorce and part of a blended family. The first thing that many kids do, especially the younger ones, is blame themselves. This is all my fault. If I didn't do this or that, mom and dad would still be together. Now, that may seem silly, but it happens all the time. Even if you tell them it's not their fault, maybe they heard you argue once because of something they did, or maybe they overheard something and made their own assumption. This isn't something you did wrong as a parent. It's just what kids will do. 
If you never give them a reason for the divorce, they will likely put it on themselves somehow. Again, more here for the younger ones. A teenager will be better skilled at noticing things about their parents' relationship and understanding that it isn't their fault. I would say 12 and under is where it's more prevalent. As I said, for kids that young, you really can't go into all the details of your failed marriage. You may not want to tell them of an infidelity or sexual incompatibility or a substance abuse issue, and I wouldn't recommend it at that age. But you can tell them something that makes them know it had nothing to do with them. For example, you could say, your dad and I fell out of love, but we are much better as friends. Or, mom and I don't get along very well anymore, and we will get along much better and be better parents apart. And always follow whatever you say with, this has absolutely nothing to do with you, and we both love you just as much as before, and that will never change. You want to assure them of the fact that your divorce is not their fault, and nothing they could have done could have caused or prevented it. Okay, next, they want to know what happened. If it's not their fault, then what could it be? When they ask questions, you just need to answer them as honestly as you can. If there's something they want to know that you don't want to disclose or you can't disclose due to their age, you can say that. You just say, look, I know you have a lot of questions and I would love to answer them all, but some of this is better understood when you're a bit older. Or you can say, I want to answer all of your questions, but these are very adult issues that I don't want you to worry about. And it's hard for you to understand these issues at your age. It kind of lets them know that you have more information and you will let them know one day, which is better than avoiding their questions altogether, which is more apt to make them feel like it is their fault. Here's what not to do. Do not say this is your mom's fault or this is your dad's fault. I don't care if you think it is. I don't care if you were married to the most horrible person. This is not to be said to your child. It will make them feel terrible, not better. You don't need to badmouth the other parent to your child. I know it's frustrating when your child looks at the other parent like they're a god, when you know they're doing everything wrong and they may have hurt you and they may be making parenting mistakes, yet in your child's eyes, they do no wrong. See, but it's not your job to tell your child how awful their parent is. If you have to vent, tell a friend or a family member. Your children don't need to hear it. And trust me on this, down the road, your child will know the truth. Most of the time, they see it as they get older without you needing to say a word. Don't make yourself look bad by bashing your ex. I know it's hard keeping your mouth shut. Lots of times I hear parents complaining of things like struggling to pay the bills, but when the child goes to the other parent's home, who happens to not be paying child support, they get showered with gifts, which you can't afford because you have to put food on the table. Or how about this? When your child goes to the other home, there's no discipline whatsoever, and you always look like the rotten, mean parent. Or how about this one? Your ex cheated on you with someone else who now happens to be your child's step-parent whom your child adores, and you just want to shout that they're a homewrecker. I get it. I really do. It's beyond frustrating, but you've got to refrain from the trash talking. 
Remember who you're hurting here. Your child will hurt from hearing this, not your ex. Your ex probably doesn't care how you feel. And when the trash talking starts, it can get way out of hand. The next thing that runs through a child's mind, my parent is acting different. Well, this isn't something that's really your fault. You have been through a divorce, maybe met someone new. Of course, you're going to change a little. That's really part of growing and starting a new life. And I'm not really telling you not to do this, but we are talking about what might be going through your child's mind and all kinds of things can happen here. So let me give you some examples. Maybe you were a carefree parent, but now that you're divorced, you're very stressed all the time and you have less patience for the kids. Or you're looking to date and you're dressing a little different, maybe changing your look a little, going to the gym and going out with friends. Or you moved in with a new partner and your discipline structure has changed as you're discovering what works for your new blended family. Those are just some examples of how you might change. And there's nothing wrong with any of this. It's just change. Kids don't do as well with change. They're already getting used to divorce or a new family, and they may have a hard time dealing with their parent acting different because that's been the stable force in their life. So what can you do? All you can do is try to keep things as similar to things before as you can. But when you can't, you can explain to them. Think about ways that you might have been changing and talk to them about it. Explain why you're going through some changes, whatever they might be. And again, explain that it's not their fault, but you can help them understand why and assure them that the changes going on in your life will never affect your love for them. Something else that many kids think after their parents' divorce is maybe my parents will get back together. Remember, for their whole life, however long that may be, they knew life of mom and dad. And it's terribly hard for them to accept a divorce. Most children would love for their parents to get back together, especially when they don't know the reasons of the divorce. And there are some children who know their parents weren't good together, so they'll be better with it. For those parents who are divorced and get along great, well, good for you. But guess what? Your kids are a little more confused because they may think, well, mom and dad get along so great, why not stay married? Or maybe they'll work it out. You can let them know that you still love each other very much, but you don't love each other in the way you need to to stay married. There really isn't anything else to do here with this. I just want you to know that that can cross their mind. All right, next. These now are going to be focused more on blended families. Mom or dad or both are starting new relationships. What might go through a child's mind? First, I'm getting replaced. I'm getting replaced by a step-parent who mom or dad will love more than me. Or I'm getting replaced by step-siblings who mom or dad will love more than me. Now, as an adult, we know how ridiculous this sounds. No one could ever replace the love we have for our children, but they don't know that. They worry about these things especially in the beginning stages of a relationship, because in the beginning, everyone is trying to impress, right? I mean, we want our new partner's kids to really like us, so we might go the extra mile with them, but then we behave the same towards our bio kids, as we always have, or we try to impress our new partner by cooking a special meal or making special time for them when we don't normally do that. Nothing to feel guilty about here, it's just what happens when we form new relationships. 
But we can help our own children from feeling put out or neglected. We can help them from worrying about being replaced. First, tell them so. Let them know when you start dating that no person or their children will ever replace them or come in between your relationship with them. And then you need to prove that by making sure that you carve out some quality time with them. And sure, you want to integrate everyone in for family time. But in the beginning stages, periodically have some time just for them. Take the time to give them some attention, to praise them when they do something good, to make them a favorite meal. This way they know they're still important in your eyes. When it comes to stepkids, I always say to treat them like your own. If you don't treat them all the same, they'll feel it. And neither your bio kids or stepkids should be treated better or worse. When it comes to discipline, well, that depends how you handle things with your partner. But there always comes a day where a child says, well, how come you let so-and-so get away with that, but I can't? And then you can explain that you are not in charge of all your stepchild's rules. Definitely hard for them to grasp, but they will. So next, here's another thought that goes through their mind. I don't like my step-siblings or my new step-parent. This happens often. You pick a new partner and your child doesn't want any part of it. Maybe they haven't gotten over the divorce or maybe they just don't like them or they don't like their kids. So there's not much we can do with this, right? You're not gonna break up with your partner to satisfy your child. That would be the wrong thing to do. But life can certainly be miserable when people don't get along. And this is your life and you have to find a partner that you can be with because the kids will grow up and have a life of their own. What you can do is communicate with them, find out what is going on, ask them why they don't like whomever it is. With your partner, it can be because your ex is feeding them some negative information, or it could be because they're jealous, you're loving someone new. With step-siblings, it's very common to have issues. I mean, if you think about it, most bio-siblings don't even get along. We can't expect step-siblings to just make it work right away. This is something you'll have to work on just to maintain peace at home. Finding activities to help them bond is good. Keeping the lines of communication open and having patience for things to get better. What really helps is to always make your child's feelings validated. Even if you don't agree or can't understand where they're coming from, at least let them be heard. At the same time, you need to be firm and let them know that you have no intentions of ending your relationship based on their feelings, but you will work with them to try and make things better. All right, next. I'm not getting enough attention. Of course, when changing over to a blended family, there will be less attention to each child. Blended families are much busier and there are more children to take care of. Sometimes the number of children stays the same if one of the new partners doesn't have kids, but many times a family can double in size. Jumping from three kids to six definitely is going to be noticeable. Maybe you had lots of spare time before and now with schedule changes and dinners and activities, you hardly have any. You can only do so much here because there's only so much time in the day. I totally understand this because I am so busy myself. I hardly have time to really sit with my kids and give them the attention I'd like to and I always feel guilty about it. So what can you do? You can try to choose one day a week where you spend with the family. 
This is not about quantity, it's quality that's important. If you only have five minutes to spare, then use it to put down your phone and pay attention to what your child is saying. Once in a while, you can take them on a little date or even let them run an errand with you. Instead of taking all the kids once in a while, just take one with you so you can get that alone time that they might crave. Whatever you can do to show them attention is fine. It doesn't have to be hours long together. Little things matter too, like stopping to give them a hug while you're passing in the hallway or letting them know they look nice before heading out to school. Sometimes that's all the reassurance they need. And the last thing that kids think about with new blended families is, I don't have a say in any of this stuff that is happening. And really it's true. As parents make the decisions and they are going along for the ride. So things like moving to a new home, moving in with new family, switching schools, sharing a room with a step-sibling, these are all things that they didn't decide. We decided as parents and we kind of expect them to go along with it. And they have to. They don't have a say in it. And like I said, we can't ask them to make the decisions for the family and we can't hold off on doing what we need to just because they don't like it. But that does frustrate kids. They may not like that all these changes are happening and that there's nothing they can do about it. Make sure you talk about everything that you're gonna do before it happens so they have a chance to mentally prepare themselves. Don't just spring it on them that you're moving this week. Let them know about changes as much in advance as you can so they can ask questions and they can process it. And let them know that it's okay to ask questions and then you need to answer their questions honestly. And you might think, some of their questions are odd or silly, but their minds work differently than ours. You need to respect their feelings. You know, changes are hard for them and we can't expect them to just go along with everything and never feel upset. So communication is key here. So those are all things that children think about. To be truly able to help our children through divorce and on into forming new blended families, we really just need to understand their perspective that's why I wanted to do this show today. I just wanted you to be able to see things from their side because we often overlook it. So let's not be so busy and consumed with our own issues that we forget to pay attention to our children's feelings. We also always need to remember that they need reassurance that things are going to be okay. Communicate with them on a daily basis and make sure that they know that they can come to you to talk. I really hope this show is helpful to you. If you have any questions about today's show or if you have feedback for me, please feel free to email me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I'll also add that if you want to make a donation to help me keep the show running, there is a PayPal donate button on my site. Any amount helps, but please don't feel obligated. I still do have the car stickers with the blended logo on them. If you're interested in those, they're free. Just shoot me an email with your address and the color that you want. I have both pink and teal. And I'm working on some new shows for you, and I'm really excited about the upcoming Mother's Day episode where I will have Amy, Sean's ex, on for a conversation. So that should be really good. And that's all I have for you today. Next week, we're going to talk about abuse in the blended family. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.